Hello, and welcome back to Voices of Chandler, the podcast. I'm your host, Melina Suniga, and on today's episode, the last episode of this season, we're getting festive. I know we haven't gotten to Thanksgiving yet, but I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. And if you've been tuning in all season, I'm thankful for that as well. The holiday season is upon us, and who better to talk about everything going on in Chandler than Nikki Tapia and Jeff West, aka our Parade of Lights hosts. They have very graciously agreed to host this episode and walk us through our Chandler traditions, events, and of course, just catch up. Here's Nikki and Jeff. Hey everybody, welcome to our Chandler for the Holidays podcast. It's getting that time of year again when we start thinking about putting up some lights, that good old feeling for the holidays. And uh, today you got Jeff West with the fire department. And Nikki Tapia with Chandler Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. Hey, no, thank you. Your title (laughs) is growing. You get more responsibilities every time we meet. Oh gosh, oh no. (laughs) Uh, So I know we were kind of sitting here having some small talk before we got going, but we are very excited to be able to for our third time partner to do the uh, Chandler Parade of Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we kind of get into that, we wanted to talk a little bit about how excited we get for the holidays and then let you know about a lot of things going on downtown. Definitely. And I know it's it's a little early for me, I'm going to tell you, yeah. <laughs> because it is still mid-November. And for me, the holidays don't really happen until after Thanksgiving. So you mean... You weren't at Costco buying Christmas trees in August? <laughs> I was not. And I will. my station will not have any holiday music on until after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I am, uh, I'll put my own music on shuffle and occasionally a Christmas one will pop in. Maybe a little Elvis, Blue Christmas. Oh, nice. But I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm like you. I, I actually like to appreciate the holiday spirit in that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, too early, it's just too early. I'm not ready yet. I want to enjoy fall still. And maybe I don't want to get holiday fatigue, so I don't want to start too early <laughs> and then end up just really giving up before it even gets right. here. It's been a long year. We have enough fatigue as it is. Uh, yeah, for sure. we got plenty to do. <laughs> exactly. I think one of the things that's really been special for me is one, being invited to do this, but then you and I got to connect even though we work literally, I don't know, a couple hundred feet from each other across the street. Uh Uh, We just don't see each other very often anymore. And so um, this is a special time of year for me where we get to talk, have a little fun, a little banter. Yes, we get to (laughs) check back in and discuss all the fun that's going to happen in Chandler for the holidays. Yeah. So as we come into the holiday seasons and we are prepping, the intent for this podcast is really to let everybody know what's going on. And man, when we got the list, I don't know what there's pages and pages. pages. Oh yeah. So we're going to scale it down a little bit, but we're, I think we're going to have plenty of links to click on through. And uh, so everybody can get the information that they need times, dates, and specific things like that. But uh, we wanted to highlight some of the ones that I think we're excited about as well. Exactly. So first and foremost, I think Chandler for the holidays will be from November 27th through January 2nd. So you've got a full month and a couple days to attend something Chandler-related for the holidays. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, you're not going to have any shortage of opportunities as far as things to go. And depending on what you like, whether it's the museum, the Center for the Arts, just downtown and some of the the small businesses, Mm -hmm. uh, it's everywhere. And uh, if you've been down here, the vibe is really positive and a lot of fun. Plus, some great weather. Best weather. I mean... I, well, well, we'll talk later, but I, you know, I had family last year that came and visited uh, in early December. So my sister from Massachusetts and my mother-in-law from Oregon, they came down and uh, 
pretty nice for both of them to come here and <laughs> what i mean you're not putting on snow boots oh, and yeah. and you know beanies yeah. and big jackets yeah. you can just walk outside and, and such a perfect time to enjoy it so even sit in the park yeah i think what's kind of cool too is as um will come later we're not only talking about activities and events we're talking about places to shop for gifts we're talking about um attending some of our city sites to uh, make crafts for the kids and, yeah. and you know just really cool things that are really re- well-rounded and that are for people of all ages yeah yeah as a younger child or younger man i went to high school here and so i come down arizona avenue and i pass all yeah, North Chandler. I know where you're going. Oh, yeah. I know where you're yeah. going. I get to see the lovely high school that I graduated and mm-hmm. was, I'd say, a fair student <laughs> most of my my high school life. Um, but then one of the the neat places that as an adult I think I've come to appreciate even more is the Center for the Arts. And so I remember when we first moved here in '91, going to see the Nutcracker at the Center for the Arts. And uh, I don't know that I appreciate it as much then as I do now, but when you see uh, the work that goes into it and all the preparation, um, that's one of the great shows that comes here same mm-hmm. time of year. Yes. And so it, have you been to a show there? I have been to many shows at the Center for the Arts. Yeah. I don't know that I've been to any holiday ones, so I need to step up my holiday game. But I did go, um, I took my mom one year to see um, the Four Tops. Oh, really? At the Center for the Arts. It was a, an amazing show, like all of those hits, and we were, like, so close. It was an amazing concert. Yeah, I think if you haven't been, you maybe underestimate what's available there. But mm-hmm. I saw, remember the comedian Gallagher? Yeah. He used to smash the watermelons all over the place. Yeah, I saw him there years ago, which maybe that dates me a little bit. But then we saw uh, Get the Lead Out, which is a Led Zeppelin cover band. Maybe mm-hmm. that dates me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, man, like to see a rock concert at the Center for the Arts, it's a very intimate show. I think there's not a bad seat in the house. They do a really good job at right. um, the pre-performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a lot of fun. Plus then, you, I mean, you're walking distance from from all the downtown bars and restaurants. Right. Like I said, that whole uh, theater is just such a great place to see a show. So mm-hmm. you're not going to miss out on any of the action. Right. Uh, one of the cool things I saw coming up this year is um, from uh, America's Got Talent is the Sons of Serendip. Have you heard of them? I have heard of them. Yeah. So uh, my wife and I watched uh, America's Got Talent, but um, and I remember seeing them on there. And so I went back and I watched their story and it's really neat. Um, and then so to have big name celebrities coming to Chandler, mm-hmm. uh, I think is pretty, pretty neat thing. And so um, why don't we take a minute? Let's tune in with Cindy Surf. Uh, she actually got to interview Micah Christian, who's uh, one of the lead singers of Sons of Serendip. Oh, cool. Can't wait to hear. All right. Really excited to be talking to you. It's definitely a show that a lot of us are looking forward to. And I can't tell you enough how excited everyone at the center is that you guys are coming. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Um, But everyone's not only for the music, but everyone says you guys are the nicest people. Everyone can't stop. Um, talking about how excited we are to have you in December. So just as a side note. And we're we're (laughs) excited to to be heading back to Chandler. Um, It's one of our favorite venues that we performed in. And um, yeah, the the hospitality has always always been just incredible. And um, and so, yeah, so we're we're just as excited. (laughs) I think it's going (laughs) to be a really good night. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit about the story of Sons of Serendip, because it's very interesting um how you guys got started and and all of you have backgrounds beyond music too how your group got started yeah so we met at boston university while in graduate school and um, when we met originally we just were friends uh well so three of the guys were actually roommates kindle mason and cordero 
all lived in, in the same apartment. And I remember because I met Cordero first and he was like, oh, yeah, I have a roommate who's a cellist and a roommate who's a harpist. Um, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And when I went over to hang out and make music, um, this is back in like 2010 or 2011. It was just like, like I met Kendall and was like, oh, so you're the cellist. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then when I met Mason, I was like, you're the harpist? And he's like, yeah, because <laughs> he's you know, <laughs> six foot two, you know, 240 pounds. It's like, wow. I think, you know, when we first came came together in that room, um, I remember um, we were t just joking about, yeah, one day we should just do a performance together or something at some point. And it was kind of like a joke, but not, you know, it's like, oh, right, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, but then um, we all went our separate ways after graduating. And then in 2014, uh, I heard about America's Got Talent auditions. And I was like, you know, I asked the guys and I was like, hey, do you guys want to just put together an audition tape and just see what happens? And everybody's like, yeah, sure. We had no expectations, just got together and put together a few songs. And one thing that we noticed too was that when we first got together, it was instant connection. You know, as people, we were, you know, just connected instantly as well as the synergy musically. Um, we noticed that even through improv, we were able to just, you know, create these, um, these arrangements that we were really happy with. And so, yeah, so when we sent in the audition video, they called us back three weeks later and asked us if we wanted to audition in front of the judges for TV. And we were so excited. <laughs> we were oh like, goodness. I can't believe this is happening. And, um, and yeah, there was a lot of excitement, but there was also a lot of work that we needed to do between that, that initial phone call and, you know, the, the audition on stage for TV. And we did that. I mean, sometimes our rehearsals would go from like 11 o'clock at night until like two or three in the morning. And we were arranging these songs, sending them in, and they would send us back feedback and say, hey, can you guys try this song? And then we'd arrange another song and send it in. And um, yeah, and so then uh, we finally got on the, on the show for the audition. And then after that, it was just a whirlwind. And we ended up placing fourth um, in season nine of America's Got Talent. So what was that America's Got Talent experience like for you? We, we couldn't have expectations. All we knew is that we could do our part, uh, which was be prepared and rehearse, 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 rehearse. And so, so we felt pretty comfortable the whole way through, but, but every, I'd say every round we were like, all right, we made it through. Like, let's just keep going see what happens. And then, you know, when they started airing some of the, the earlier rounds, then we started hearing from people from all over the country and, and then sometimes in, in some other parts of the world as well. And, and I think that that started to really sink in for us. And we started to think, okay, even beyond the show, you know, is this something that we want to continue as a group? Because we weren't a group before the show. And so, um, so every step that we took, you know, every, every round that we got through, it was always a surprise. But at the same time, we knew, like, even no matter what happens, we're going to try to make this work at the end. And the next thing you know, we were in the finals and we were like, how did we get here? <laughs> Like, this is crazy. Like, we actually could win this. And so, you know, and then really, like, there was a lot of excitement for us in the finals and a lot of pressure, too, because we had less time to prepare. How did you guys get to that next step then? We started to have a series of meetings to figure out a game plan. Uh, we knew that we needed to first record an album. And so we started fundraising for our, our album. And and we were able to raise the funds that we needed to pretty quickly because, you know, we had just come off the show 
And, um, and so that was a, a huge blessing. And, and it was great because it like launched us forward. And then we started to um, get connected with uh, managers and agents that wanted to represent us. And we chose a manager and uh, we also chose an agent as well. We worked with IMG artists uh, for a little while and that helped too. So we started to build out a, uh, a touring schedule. Uh, one thing though, that uh, was really difficult for me personally was going from doing these 90 second performances on TV mm-hmm. to actually putting together a full concert. And I remember the very first concert we had, I was scared. (laughs) I was terrified because I was like, all right, so what do I need to do? Like I have to talk between songs and and I have to, you know, figure out how to present this as well, you know? And so I had a lot of anxiety that first year. It was really, really challenging. But, you know, as we got more and more practice, uh, I got more and more comfortable with being on on the stage. And I think too, uh, what's interesting is that, you know, the the guys, a lot of us are introverts. So, you know, the experience of being on stage and being in front of an audience and actually, you know, doing a full concert for you know, two hours um, sometimes, you know, it, it was something that that we had to work towards and it, it wasn't easy at first. Before you go on stage, like where, like within yourself or how do you prepare yourself then to go on stage? One thing for me that had to change was uh, how I viewed the audience. So once I switched, you know, that that. Um, I had like that paradigm shift that helped a lot with um, approaching the the stage and thinking, all right, this is not just a performance, but this is a moment that we're actually sharing together and we're giving to each other. We're sharing our music um, as well as, you know, like the audience, when, when, when we get the audience singing. And I think that's one thing that, that helped too, is, was starting to get audience participation involved. And that helped a lot with helping it to feel more like a space that we're creating together, a moment that we're creating together. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost slipping at your nose Yeah, so and they're going to be here live at the Chandler Center of the Arts on December 22nd. So, again, you probably heard us or sick or hearing us talking about <laughs> it. But um, if you have a chance, go and see a show there. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. December 22nd, so just a few days before the holidays. Their music is beautiful. Micah's voice is heavenly, yep, yep. and I think what a great way to just get in that mindset of appreciating what we have. And, and getting ready for the holiday season. Yeah, like you said, when the music starts playing in your car, you know it's holiday season. I think that's a good way to kick it off. And actually, it's a good date night, too. Go down there and kind of do that. And then when the weather's nice, and then walk downtown and enjoy kind of everything else that's going on yeah. there, too. So you said Center for the Arts. Not only do they have the Sons of Serendip, but they have Ballet Etudes, the Nutcracker. Yep. And that's going to be November 26th through the 30th and December 3rd through the 5th. So there's going to be a variety of shows people yep. can go to. Um, and just go to ChandlerCenter.org for more information on that. Uh, you mentioned ballet. Mm-hmm. Are you light on your feet? No. You, so you'd lead. never, you'd never be. <laughs> so you're get the lead out. <laughs> I really am. Oh All right. My gosh. Well, I don't think either of us are trying out for the ballet anytime soon. <laughs> I can appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, they're gonna have a Spirit of Christmas show. 
um, in mid-December, and it's presented by Tempe Dance Academy. So they'll have a variety show with singers and dancers and horse, um, a horse and carriage and special guests. Oh, my gosh. I know. So that's kind of cool. A champion hoop dancer as well. So champion the, hoop dancer. the variety is there. Oh, good. <laughs> for the um, annual Christmas spirit show. And I know tickets are reasonable too, so mm-hmm. I think you get a lot for what's there. Exactly. Yeah. And then the last one at the Center for the Arts is the Best of Broadway with musical director J.R. McAlexander. And that's on Friday, December 31st. So that's New Year's. Rocking you got any out the New, New Year's Year. plans? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any plans yet, but you know, 2021. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what 2022 has to offer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> me, me neither. Uh, we actually went and saw The Price is Right at the Channel Center for the Arts from this year. That was a lot of fun. I tried to get tickets, but it was sold out. Well, they were only giving it to really popular people. Oh, my and so, gosh. Well, how'd you get in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we went from there, and like I said, it's a really uh, short walk mm-hmm. to get downtown. And so in the spirit of Christmas, the downtown I know when I drive into work around this time of year when they're prepping and certainly when they start putting the tumbleweed tree up mm-hmm. and Sugarland, really that for me now, and I'm spoiled because I get to drive that way through work, but yeah. you get to see it all go up and by the time it's ready, the sun starts setting a little lighter. So by the time I go home, the lights are on. You're really oh, in the Christmas you're spirit. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. So that starts again, November 27th. Okay. Um, so right after Thanksgiving, and then it'll run all the way through Jan- January 2nd as well. Cool. So that's great to just bring the families, get a lot of great shots for your social media, oh, the yeah. kids. Um, there's like these huge, it's like Candyland come real life. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If you're listening to this and you're fans of ours, you watched the Parade of Lights last year. You're right. Yep. And we, be, because everything going on, we did a recorded one and we got to do some fun stuff walking through Candyland or Sugarland uh, down there and... Uh, it was actually really. I had a good time. I did too. There's like a candy cane maze, yep. and yeah, a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, we got some really good family pictures down there walking through. Uh, and I actually think one of the neat parts that they do down there, and if you, if you haven't seen it, but kind of over by Santan Brewery and Crust and the Ostrich is the Canal of Lights. And so there's some great new artwork there, but then they put all the lights up, and that's a neat walk. You kind of head west down towards Hidden House, and so you can you can see that and take that in. Again, another great place for pictures and help you uh, envision you know, the holiday spirit. Like I said, there's tons to do down there, and if you remember that little grass area between the two bars, Crust and Santan, they have a lot set up and really fun places to do pictures. So. Yeah. You gotta get your husband down there and do that. I know, I totally do. Well, now that I know that Chandler Youth Theater is gonna be there, and I said performing, but they're gonna be singing songs from Frozen at Kickoff Sugarland. Oh, that's so. Neat. Any parents out there that you got kids who love Frozen, yeah. they're gonna see Frozen Snow Sisters and Frozen Snowmen and singing the songs from Frozen that night, uh, November twenty seventh. I know my wife and I. We like to uh, grab our niece and nephew sugar them up, have a good time, and then drop them <laughs> off with their parents. So maybe that's something we'll do this year. Nice. That would be good. Uh, you mentioned that um, shopping and doing stuff down, gifts and things like that that you could get. Do you know where we can do that? Um, well, you know, also on the 27th, we're celebrating Small Business Saturday. So if you are coming downtown for Sugarland and for the Canal of Lights, there are so many um, businesses downtown that have a lot of great, unique Arizona gifts. If you have family in different states, yep. it's really cool. Um, I think I saw one in um, Divine. They Divine Gourmet? Divine Gourmet, yeah. yes, thank you. They have a little um, picture that you can give that says, "Somewhere, someone in Arizona loves me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have family in Illinois. 
Illinois, and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to have to buy that and send that yep, over to Yep, it's like mid-70s here, and there's yeah, snow. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're celebrating the 27th as Small Business Saturday, and I think it's important to share that 95% of the businesses in Chandler are small businesses. So it's amazing that we have so many small business owners here, and we want to support our community. Yeah, and I, some places I go and travel when I uh, see the towns with a lot of small business, I just, I love it. I think there's a little more character. Right. Knowing that, that our percentage is that high, that actually surprises me, but mm-hmm. uh, how neat is that? Uh, maybe that's why we love Chandler so much. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> so um, on the 27th, try and buy local and, and support one of our small businesses here. Places like Blue Planet Outdoors, if you like outdoor stuff. Of course, the Western Wear Saba has been here for a very long time, and so yes. you got to pop in. There's probably something you need there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and Shoe Thrill if you like shoes, and uh, the Gem Setter and Company. Let's talk about the biggie. All right, go for Saturday, it. Saturday, December 4th, mark your calendars. We are coming back live in person for the Tumbleweed Tree Lighting and Parade of Lights. Yeah, and uh, you know, we're excited. So, this is our third year doing this. So, our first year, <laughs> we had a great time. However, it rained. It did. But we persevered, and mm-hmm. I think it was a great show. We had a good time. I think so. It was a little bit faster than we Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, hustle up. Uh, the, the, the entries were going through, and, and Jeff and I, we were just kind of, like, going with it. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a good challenge for our first year out. Oh, right, totally. You know, wet and cold, and now we're in the holiday spirit. <laughs> and then last year, of course, there was a lot of plexiglass, yeah, hand sanitizer, mask. Oh, man, yeah, I forgot about that. Um but yeah, so we're anxious to see what does this year bring. I don't know. Maybe, um, have you been good? Maybe if we've been good, then we can have a very beautiful weather. I mean, I don't know if we need to get into and... if I've been good or not. <laughs> uh, but I'm hoping some nice weather uh, yeah. for everybody that wants to come down and enjoy. Because I think it's exciting to get back to doing the live event. And uh, we'll see what kind of fun we can have. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really exciting to see for the Parade of Lights all of the really great, there's schools, there's community groups, there's dance clubs, there's bands. Fire, you guys gonna have an entry in? We are, of course. I mean, how, it's, how could I even? It's easy for us, but you know, typically we, we take the big guy, Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the mayor and council, a lot of times we'll ride on our old fire engine. Yeah. And uh, one, I'm excited actually to see how many entries we get this year. Mm-hmm. Cause I think with it coming back to life, like who's excited and wants to put things together and do that? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. And then, of course, there's the tree lighting. So the tree, I was just downtown today, and I saw our Parks and Rec crew hard at work putting that tree together. Oh, so. yeah. A lot of work. I don't know where. I think you got to work a little harder collecting tumbleweeds anymore. It's not as close. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, I don't like even know where they go. Younger, I feel like I remember seeing them <laughs> blow through here, you know. I know. I think they got to hit the outskirts of town now. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so that's going to be lit. Well, they light it that night mm-hmm. after the parade. And then from there on through January 2nd. So, Jeff, we talked about this last year, but do you know the history of the tumbleweed tree? So, I do, but does everyone else out there? I don't think they do. Well, why don't we take a little time and we'll get them educated about the tree. Okay, sounds good to me. This unique Chandler tradition started in 1957 when Chandler resident Earl Barnum raised the idea of a tumbleweed tree after he saw a similar one in Indiana built out of cone-shaped chicken wire. Many members of the community helped create the first tree in Chandler using tumbleweeds that they gathered from around town. Little did these folks know that they were the first to do such a thing and it would continue as an annual Christmas tradition from then on. 
In fact, Chandler is the only city in the southwestern United States that has such a tree. First, members of the city's Parks Operations Division gathered tumbleweed from the outskirts of the city. As Chandler continued to grow, it was harder to find tumbleweeds in the city, so they had to go further and further outside of the valley to find them. Nearly 1,000 tumbleweeds are needed to make up this 25-foot tall tree. Then, the tumbleweeds are sprayed with 25 gallons of white paint, 20 gallons of flame retardant, and finely dusted with 65 pounds of glitter. The tree is later adorned with approximately 1,200 holiday lights that give it a spectacular look day or night. Okay, great. I think it's always neat to be reminded of our historic tree lighting. And I think if you, you look at the tree, even though it's beautiful and it's fun, you wonder, what, why a tumbleweed tree and when did it start? And then you look and you wonder, how much paint, how much glitter, mm -hmm. and the, the hours that go into putting that thing up. So you can learn a lot about it. And it's one of the things that's really special to Chandler. Exactly. And and you and I being long-term city employees, being Chandler nerds, we have to give props to the Parks and Rec crew who spend so much time making this tree look so beautiful each year. They really are, I think, in the city, one of the ones that, behind the scenes that if you've enjoyed any of our park parks or, or been part of any of the recreation that goes on in the city, you kind of underestimate what it takes to make that happen. Yeah. That's one example of what they do all year long. And so thanks to the men and women in our Parks and Rec Department that yeah, do that. definitely. So can I give a shameless plug here? Of course you can. Okay, well, if everybody knows, I work for the fire department. I have for quite some time now. And one of the, I'd, I'd say, more exciting things that we do through the year that lets us interact with everybody is our um, fire department toy drive. For years, we've been doing it at the Chandler Mall. And right by the valet area, you can park over there. And we're doing it on the west side of the building. You'll see it kind of south-facing. Um, we set up an area where we can do drop-off toys. We felt like that went really well last year, considering everything that was going on. We have a generous community, but I think it feels good to give that time of year. And for those that really can't, it's a special event for us. So Yeah, it's been a hard couple of years. And, yeah. you know, some people just might need a little help. Yeah, and it's fun. I think it, it feels good. So selfishly, you know, you feel good to, to do that. So mm -hmm. Saturday, December 4th from 2 to 7 at the mall. Uh, you'll see it there. And so on the south facing entry, like I was saying, it might be busy. Just park where you can and you can walk up and drop off those those toys. So any donation of a new unwrapped toy or, or gift cards will um, earn you a ride in the fire truck. That's neat to me. I grew up loving watching the fire trucks. Then I got a job where I got to ride on them. And so if you have a little Living one in your dream. family or even a full grown one who would <laughs> like to ride in a fire truck, come on down and um, our crews that that are down there every year just do such a good job. And so come on out and enjoy it. And so I think after you do something good for the community and for others, that you should do something fun for yourself, Ooh, like please. maybe head to downtown Chandler on December 11th and hit up Sip and Santa's. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this. So we you have. you said you have not attended this before. I have not. Yeah, so I like to be a little silly. Um, and so we got some fun costumes and went down there a couple of years ago and, and we just had a blast. I thought it was one, you see a lot of city employees cause I think they hear about it and want to go down, but then it actually was a really full event, which I think downtown does a good job at coordinating those and, and uh, some of the partnerships that happened there. We had a blast. We checked in, we got our band and, and then we walked around. And so every, every place has food and drink specials if you've registered and go in there. And so, and then you realize we have a really fun city downtown area to walk around. And so, mm -hmm. 
even we were over by the courthouse and I mean now I feel like it spans even further than it used to so yeah. there's plenty to to do there and I don't even think I have a list of all of the businesses that are participating I don't but I tell you you can look at downtownchandler.org and then go to the sipping Santa's pub crawl and you can find out all of the businesses downtown that'll be participating I did get a little preview that of some of the specialty drinks that will be served and um, a couple are hot caramello apple cider, which caramel and marshmallow sounds amazing to that me. That actually sounds pretty good. Now, I, you got to taste these, or they just I haven't. I just have a list okay, for now. Okay, I was, I was getting <laughs> jealous. Um, Rudolph's Flying Juice, which I, could not, I can't even imagine what is in that. Peter's Peppermint Eggnog. Okay. A Christmas Shot, which is frosted chocolate and peanut butter, mm. and more. I would try every, every single one of those. I wonder if there's sugar in any of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, this is 21 and older. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that sounds amazing. No, and th- I mean, uh, when you think about just getting out and being social and, and taking it all in, that's that's a fun yeah. addition to the night. And I haven't been. I'm so jealous you've gone. I, I do want to go. But um, I, look, I always see pictures online, and the Downtown Chandler Community Partnership does it up. Yep. There's, like, throughout the restaurants there's different places for you to take photos and then there's just it's so festive and it, everything is decorated and like you said everyone is is wearing costumes it's just a good time yeah I th- it's a lot of fun we had plenty of laughs and then you, you end up running into people you know and and uh, we actually went with several friends so we brought our party with us and uh, added to it as the day went on okay good time so mark your calendars december 11th and go to downtownchandler.org for more details and to sign up one more thing we'll mention for downtown there are a couple opportunities to come down with your family to take pictures with santa in front of the tree and who doesn't want a good picture with santa exactly they're free photos that you can share with your families for the holidays so all of this stuff is online on our chandlerazy.gov so i think there's something you can find every day yeah i mean (laughs) if you're looking for something to do it's here certainly after thanksgiving and through the end of the year so nikki I want to say again how excited I am that we get to do this. Me too. It's so good to see you after months, it seems. Yeah, it does always. (laughs) At least we get to, you know, email back and forth occasionally. But Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking forward to this. We hope everybody out there is looking forward to it as well. And we will try in in the meantime to think of some fun, clever, funny (laughs) things to do and say at the uh, Parade of Lights. So make sure to tune into that live as well. And I'm going to get a little sappy, but, you know, um, the past couple years, I know it's everyone's had their highs and lows. And so I'm really looking forward to spending time in this holiday season, seeing all the great entries in the Parade of Lights and just just really getting into this season and celebrating. Yeah, let's get back to it. Got it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by the City of Chandler. We made it through a whole season together. I want to say thank you to all of the contributors that agreed to contribute their time and stories to make this possible. Without them, there would be no Voices of Chandler. So thank you to Peter Bug, Kara Boley, Ariane Francis, Daniela Rodriguez, Dina Burns, Cindy Surf, John Owens, Lisa Aquafreda, the DEI office, and lastly but not least, Nikki Tapia and Jeff West. If you want to tap in with our social media, you can find us on all platforms through the city of Chandler. And if you want the full list of calendar events in Chandler, go to voicesofchandler.com. <laughs> That's a lot of Chandlers. 
Now, it's the end of season one, but stay tuned for special episodes that'll be coming out now until our regularly scheduled programming that begins with season two. Thanks again, everyone. We hope to see you in 2022.